Hello, welcome back to Live Reality Games Podcast. My name is Steven, and I'm back today with more Surviving Bloomington content. We are in episode eight, the first merge boot. And who better to talk about this than with Troy? Welcome back, Troy. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So we last talked during the during the episode three recap, the, the Double Travel Council, and it's been a little bit since then. So talk to me your thoughts about the rest of the, rest of the pre-merge and how everything's been shaking out so far. It's been wild. I mean, I... I can't tell you how many times like my jaw has dropped just watching and how the game has evolved in the players. Like they mm-hmm. really, they've adapted so well that it's like, it's kind of scary. There's no clear person. I think at this point coming into this episode, like who's truly running the show or who has all the control and like knows where everything is. It's like, it's very like um, crazy. Like I'd be very scared to be in this game with them. Mm-hmm. So, has any player really stood up stood, stood out to you the players you're rooting for or did you see anyone fall in the pre-merge that you're really bummed about so i think fall from the pre-merge um yeah i mean i was a little sad for griffin when he got voted mm-hmm. out um you know when we talked last i was kind of rooting for him mm-hmm. uh, and i still am rooting for him in fact uh and then also james james i kept going back and forth like where i felt on him but mm-hmm. you know i felt he could have had a really solid game he just unfortunately got found an alliance with like the wrong group of people, I think. Um, So, you know, those two people were the ones that like stuck out to me uh, Mm -hmm. in the pre-merge. I think the coming into this episode, I'm still like hardcore fan for Hannah, for Mm -hmm. Jordan. um, And I'm very excited that Griffin's back. You know, I think his gameplay is really, it's very similar to Hannah's in the sense that like, they're both more quiet. Mm -hmm. They're working through the groups. Uh, and I respect that a lot. Yeah, I think Griffin is in a fantastic position. Like I see, like if you look just like because we had four brains, four bronze, for four beauties make up this merge, and that we kind of saw this brawn versus brain show off going down. Like which is going to end up ahead, and brains are sitting pretty in the middle and kind of deciding where this will go. I'm curious how long they're going to be able to ride that out before either they turn each other or people notice like, wow, we've really seen a lot of control. There's people in the middle. I feel like they're not as tight as we might think. I mean, as I think back to sort of later in the episode, it feels a little disjointed amongst them. Like they mm-hmm. they have their own targets within, mm-hmm. uh, and they're. I think some of them are trying to figure out who who do I need to cut now so that they're less. Uh, it's going to be less of a challenge for me in the future. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I think Stacy. <coughs> sorry, Stacy has some good reservations concerning the voter out. I think people are already looking at um, Brains Megan um, mm-hmm. as, or Sparky. They're already looking at her as like she seems she's been, she's a threat. Um, you know, Griffin came out of the game, and then you know Dallas seems pretty keen on having the brains kind of roll together. But did other brains want that? We didn't quite hear anyone from anyone else like what their end game really looked like in terms of final players. Do you think it's too early to be thinking about end game at this point? I think it's always nice to have an ideal. But I don't, yeah. I don't think you should be married to it. Mm, that's a fair point. I, I think I like final three is a lot, but you know, if you look at something like you know maybe this final five, final six, I don't mind having kind of that in mind. But like, I wouldn't like be married to it because who knows how things are going to change. Yeah, I think I, like I would have a final five, maybe final seven, right at this point in the mm-hmm. game. Um, definitely ideas of a final three, but I would have to think you'd need to be really flexible and mm-hmm. go. You know what? Anything can still happen. There's so much game left to play. Yeah, because you, you don't know who's who's gonna like. 
who's going to evolve as someone who's now like something more threatening of your game. Because uh, 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 I think like that final 11 through 8 is a really critical point to see who's kind of emerging as a head. We already did have discussion of Adam kind of as like, like this figurehead people are propping up because everyone's going to want to take him out. Yeah. Which I'm, I feel like we had the foundation of that earlier on. And then it just sort of like, no one was talking about it. It was like, mm -hmm. as a former winner, you would think that everyone would be keeping their eye on that person and like wanting to target them. Mm -hmm. The fact that like Boogie and Adam as former winners, like no one's really throwing their name out that much. I was like, this is really interesting. Why? I imagine, you know, because Adam is refusing to throw Boogie's name out and because Adam is somewhat really pushing that brought that broad faction if he's not doing it no one else from there is and boogie's alliance member is not doing it, and that leaves kind of the brains to kind of say well do we want to target one of these sides yeah so but adam's like he seems to be extremely charming but mm -hmm. like also like a really good competition person like in my mind at this point if you have a shot you take that shot <laughs> well there could have been a shot tonight to take that people didn't do and we'll be able to talk about that yeah um so when you enter so when you enter a merge like this you know 12 people like how do you hit the what 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 do you like to do like what would your plan be in a situation like this i mean i think you definitely need to sure up any alliances mm -hmm. or the connections you think you had mm -hmm. prior to this merge um and then really figure out who on the other groups like who's on the outs mm -hmm. and really try to create those bonds um mm -hmm. you know Similar to, I guess, like what Hannah was doing earlier in the game, like figuring out like within her own tribe, like mm -hmm. where the groups were, who's leading which group mm -hmm. and work that way. I mean, there's what, 12 people now? Yep. Yep. You know, uh, you have to, you need the numbers. So you need to find like the people who are at least perceived to be on the outs and try to pull them in um, mm -hmm. or find a way to get into that other group so that you play mm -hmm. the middle. I appreciate given that this is a very quick paced game, they gave some time to say like, hey, we'll have the immunity challenge and you'll have all the rest of the evening tomorrow morning to like 11am right? is a lot to like figure to figure out the vote and kind of figure out that these new people because like, like if you're Stacy, you're meeting a lot, you're meeting like eight new people for the first time. So <laughs> yeah, it's that that is a lot of time. I was actually, I didn't quite realize like what time of day it was when they had mm -hmm. that. But yeah, that is that is quite a lot. And it, I honestly... It's nice. It's it's good to have that time because even then it feels too short to kind of like go and like talk to everyone, try to have these individual discussions. So, yeah, yeah. Do we know like what their like sleeping arrangements are? I mean, we see like camp life with like a ring of fire and all that, but mm -hmm. we don't see tents. So are they? We saw some. I think we've seen some tents from other tribe scenes. So I believe players have a choice where they can sleep in the ground, but if they're not comfortable, they can go back and they can sleep in their car. So the, oh. so that there's they have some choice in regards to where they'd sleep. Survivor game means, you know, sleeping arrangements matter. I want to be there. I want to be up late. I want to be part, part of these conversations. And you want to be kind of near allies or near people you want to, like, I don't know, have them feel more comfortable with you about. Yeah, and that's, I don't, I don't remember seeing tents, but I'm sure you're right. Um, mm -hmm. Sleeping in the car, that's interesting that you have that as an option. Uh, and, and production or Casey, I, I believe that's what's been told to me is that players kind of have the, this option if, if like to, to for, for comfort, which, I mean... Even sleeping bags make a huge deal, right? Nothing is worse than sleeping on the ground with nothing and being freezing. Having a sleeping bag, oh man, you can actually get sleep, and that makes a world of difference in these games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to your point, like mm -hmm. you want to be around where everyone is. You don't want to be that outlier. Mm -hmm. That's like that. That's to me seems like the kiss of death. 
Yeah, so we've been kind of talking like broad overview of this merge tribe, right? For brain, for for brawn, for beauty. More importantly, we have kind of this brain 2.0 of Hannah, Boogie, Devante, and Mia. And then we have the brawn 2.0 of Adam, Megan, Rosie, Jordan, Dallas, other Megan. Uh, and then we have these two returning players, Griffin and Stacy. And it feels like the way these alliances seem to gravitate was kind of a long swap tribe lines more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of rough. I mean, I, I would have liked to see just as a as a viewer a little bit more ambiguity mm -hmm. personally, but, you know, I get it. Like when you're in the game, you want to go with the sure thing. And 12 people, 12 people, it's a lot. It's a lot to wrangle and corral. I and mean, you heard a lot of confusion, like where are all the votes going? Where are we doing? It's a lot when you told people, when you get down like, I feel like 10 players, you can start, you can really get a sense of who's there, the dynamics of me. But when you have like 12 or 13, it's kind of just messy. It's very messy. It's very messy. And for the first time, a lot of these people are trying to work together. So you mm -hmm. don't know what you can trust, what you can't mm -hmm. trust, um, and where where people's loyalties are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was surprised that after that first, because we only have one vote on the Braun 2.0 tribe, and that's the vote where um, two idols were played, barely gets sent home. I was wondering, like, man, are we going to see a divide here when you have Jordan, Dallas, and Megan on one side versus other Megan, uh, Rosie, and Adam? And we don't quite see that which is which i find is really interesting do you think it just disappeared or wasn't important to this storyline you know i think t they had time to talk through and kind of figure things out and i think like paranoia and anxiety make it say like hey why don't we keep this group together at least for this initial merge vote and figure things out yeah yeah so. i don't know i feel like there's still i don't know it feels like there's still something brewing but mm -hmm. they're playing it cool I, mean, I, I feel that a lot, a lot of the season is going to be how much rope do people hand that that broad alliance? You know, how far will people let that that this trio go? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, they seem to be sitting pretty right now. Mm -hmm. But it, it's 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 a very precarious sitting pretty. It's very much like it, all it takes is like the 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 the, the brains faction to kind of say, no, we should get rid of them. Yep. And if they're smart, they will. Mm -hmm. So let's see. So starting with the episode, we get some time with Boogie and Megan, kind of like hearing more from those two players and Brains Megan. I'll just I'll just call it Bron Megan and Brains Megan. We we okay. hear from, from Boogie kind of like you know his goal. He kind of wants to play like he won, like his past season, right? He's gonna like kind of be the life of the party, be fun. People will just are never want to vote him out as a result of that. Um, do you think like you should have the same strategy as your winning season or like, Ooh, I think it's, I think you need to have an element mm -hmm. of it, right? Mm -hmm. It worked the first time. There's a chance that it will work the second time. Mm -hmm. but you do need to be very much aware that people you're playing with people you played with before mm -hmm. people have seen your game, you know, so you can't like any tricks that you have, you gotta let those go. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same point, like, you're spending so much time around these people. You don't want people to view you as like, I don't know, they don't want to spend time around you. Like if you're causing a lot of chaos and they're not happy being around you, it's mm -hmm. an easy way to put a target on your back. So I respect that. Like he's trying to be like cool and calm and collected and like not make it really put a target on his back. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like you, you have to come in with something new. Otherwise people are just gonna be like, I know the game you're playing and mm -hmm. I'm not going to fall for it. 
Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see if, he, if what Boogie does come up with, right? And he, we did see him throwing out Megan's name, saying, oh, man, Megan should have won my season. She played better than me. I thought it was really interesting to see him kind of throwing her into the bus a bit. Uh, so we'll just see what happens from there. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I, I sub subscribe to the theory that usually the winner of a season is not the best player, right? <laughs> it's usually the player that gets cut at three, four, five. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are like the best mm -hmm. player of the season. Um, so I fully, when he said that, I was like, yeah, I get that. I've said it before myself. Uh, and then we heard from Brains Megan, who's, who, her focus is more on just like taking this time to really deepen and strengthen these relationships with these people. Um, and for instance, like we see her talking with Adam, that's a person she's really trying to deepen a relationship with. And then we get some discussion of concern over what advantages may be hidden the game, maybe brought in from people from Redemption. Yeah. I, I didn't understand like why she was only targeting one person from Redemption. I wonder, if, I wonder if it's simply because we're seeing some scenes that came from after the challenge, right? Because the challenge didn't happen mm. er, early into the into the merge, so a lot of the strategies then really like shaped by well, Stacy's only the only person who we can vote for. We can't vote for Griffin. I wonder if, if we're seeing because of that. Possible, but I, yeah, I, I feel like anyone coming back from Redemption, you have to ask that question. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, later on, Stacy Stacy lied. Says, "Oh, you know, we got our shots in the dark back, right? That's what that's what we got to come back in the game." Um, is that a lie you'd have told? Would you have said something else? You just said, "Nope, got nothing. Sorry, don't worry about it." No, I, I think you have to play into it, and I think it was a great lie. You know, it was a great line. Like it's something completely plausible. Mm -hmm. um, would make sense, right? Like mm -hmm. even if you didn't play it before, like you lose it when you leave the game. Like mm -hmm. to have it and come back whole, essentially. Like mm -hmm. I think that's nice, especially. With specifically for Stacy, who got voted back in mm -hmm. versus someone who won their way in. Like, I got voted back in. Okay, so now I'm whole again and I'm on the same footing as everyone else. So I thought it was a great, great line. Do you like there being advantages for players who, who return to a game? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, you know, I think, I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense. Do I like it as a, if I was playing and I was the one voted back in? Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> as a player who has to deal with someone being voted back in or coming back into the game, mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess if it be benefits me, I love it. If it doesn't benefit me, no. Mm -hmm. Put it that way. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, you know, is just having a second chance advantage enough and do you need more put on top of it? Or, like, you know, I do agree, like, let's not have a revolving door principle to this. That just creates kind of a, maybe a little bit of a feel-bad moment. It's tough. Yeah. Although, like, when you're coming back in at the merge, when there's so much chaos going mm -hmm. on, do you need an advantage when you come back in, right? Is it, um, I feel like that would be less of an opportunity to be railroaded. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to think in survivor options. You know, Tyson wasn't immediately voted out when he came back in Winners at War. Uh, Rick Devins made it, made it to, made it to the to the end game when he came back in. And uh, trying to think, Blood versus Water. I think the players who returned uh, stayed stuck, stuck around a little bit as well, minus Tina, her second time in, just in, in, up and back. But I, I don't know if you need an advantage or maybe like. I don't know. Maybe maybe it should be a lighter. Maybe there's better lighter advantages to do versus just hey, just have an idol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the idol it, it's kind of maybe too big. That's At least this boat, idol is limited to the first two tribal councils, so you there isn't that revolving door. Like, so I think that makes it feel a little better. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I did like the idea that 
both Griffin and Stacy had to use it at the same time so that they had to be on the same page. So that, I think that was an interesting twist. Yeah. Although I think how it like shaked out with how they're um, being on separate tribes. So really only one of them was in jeopardy mm-hmm. made it a more difficult conversation. I would assume. Like, Especially because play- I assume Griffin cannot, but Griffin played it for himself. He couldn't play it for someone else. Right. Yeah. So like, so it was, it was kind of wasted on his part. Yeah. It kind of felt bad for him on that part. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Survivor, you're about you're you're always about building goodwill and what you're gonna do. Not play your idol. Say sorry, Stacy. I'm gonna have I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my void advantage and your advantage is void too. It's like, eh. yeah. I, I, did Stacy really feel like she was in trouble? I mean, I thought Stacy was in trouble from the episode. I was like, really? man, is, are people gonna be paranoid enough? They're gonna stack votes on Stacy. So I was stunned with the outcome of there was no votes on her, but I certainly thought she was getting some votes. Yeah, I I guess I. I didn't feel like she was really in jeopardy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. You get voted back in. Like people want you, want you there for a reason. And usually mm-hmm. it's not just to vote you right back out. Right. I also felt like, I also felt like one of the reasons Stacy may have benefited from being voted in. She didn't have the, 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 the heavy ties other players did. She wasn't a brains or she, no, sorry. She wasn't a brawn or a beauty. So therefore she was kind of this nice middle ground. Um, so I think she was attracted for those reasons. And you know, even if she did waste her idol and burn, burn needlessly, it's out. It's gone. And now no no one's going to come after us like, we were worried that Stacy has another advantage in her pocket. No one's going to do that. People are like, well, we just saw her play the idol. Griffin was forced to play it too. There's not, we don't, we're, 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 we're we feel better that, that they're at parity with all of us now. So we don't have to target them needlessly if they get something out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, I don't know. Don't want to like hold on to that idol as long as you can. I mean, so speaking of idols, uh, we get an idol update early in this episode with two players having idols. So first of all, Adam finds the merge idol. And then Megan, uh, Brains Meg, reveals she found an idol at the swap. And so Megan now has her second idol of the game. Adam is sitting on an idol that we later hear he hands off to Braun, Megan, to hold on to. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's, it's a lot of idols to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a fake idol in there, too? Yeah, so there's a fake idol, like... I. We don't get a full picture about it, but since Jordan knows about it, I'm assuming Braun Tribe 2.0 makes a fake idol, hides it in like the box where the, where the box where the extra vote was or something like that. Yeah. Um, they stage finding it in front of Stacy, and then give the fake idol to Stacy after Stacy disposes of the box, similar to when she disposed of like the box. Earlier. We see yeah. Stacy disposing of people as like evidence often, and they say, "Oh, Stacy, <laughs> Megan's like Braun, Megan's like we want you to have this." I mean, Stacy's no stranger to fake idols. When she played Real Fit, she had people handing her fake idols to try to use it. I, I'm curious to see if that storyline goes anywhere with her actually thinking it might be real idol. But like, people, unless you're very close to them, do not hand you idols. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought that was really interesting in in that position. Like, what do you do when someone hands you an idol? Right. Mm-hmm. Adam handing Megan an idol is like, okay, that's definitely solidifying that relationship, mm-hmm. and we see how strong that has become. Uh, but handing Stacy an idol, like, I mean, I, I just felt like that was like a mind game being played that was really well done. But to your point, Stacy is like, Stacy's no stranger to these yeah, LRGs. And like, I didn't know about her being handed fake idols in real foot. So that's interesting. Like mm-hmm. for her, like you see that and you go, is this real? Yeah. And can I mean, I like if someone hands me a fake idol that immediately would like probably raise red flags, like, 
why are you handing me this? Like, are you trying to like, I don't know, pull the wool over my eyes or something like that? I think what you need to do is you need to, you need to like take that person idol hunting, take them idol hunting to the area where you hit the fake idol, like lead the horse to water and then make them find it and say, wow, look what I have. Right. Like, like, I think if they're able, if they're, that was what happens, right. I think then Stacy would believe she had an idol, but like finding something, handing it off. Oh, that's a yeah. little hard, especially like how distinct the idols are this season. Yeah. Right? And I think Stacy's probably seen them played from the jury. Has she? I don't know. There's a, so there's a chance that Stacey doesn't know what a real idol looks like, but there's a chance she does as well. So, but yeah. you didn't get a sense of her confessionals. There's none of like, oh, they're trying to play me off. She's like, they gave me this idol. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, if you're taken idol hunting and like led to it, mm -hmm. great. Like that completely plausible. Like less reason to question it. Um, mm -hmm. But handed handed one like that's and especially not someone like you're very connected to already in the game. Like it just, it seems very sus to me. Mm -hmm. So I, I loved it, but as a player, I'd be like, hmm, what's going on here? <laughs> I could see Jordan saying, wow, I really wanted this to have a more impact deeper in the game than like immediate, but yeah. what can you do? Yeah. Um, but like all these idols, like I'm really curious to see how many, like I, I haven't been able to fully track like who knows what. Yeah. So there, I feel like there's overlap and I'm not quite clear on if, like it's really an isolated knowledge. Yeah. That makes sense. So the items, Adam's idol, Braun, Megan knows. Right. I think so. It's just the two of them. Uh, Brain Rosie Megan, doesn't know about it. We. I don't think we're told of anyone else knowing about it. It's just those two. Okay. Megan on brains has not given us a sense of anyone else knowing about her new idol. She probably told Jordan. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, I feel like she told. Him. <laughs> um, but we don't know who else knows about her idol. And then Nia's idol. I thought only Mia knew about it, but we had a there was a conversation with like Adam briefly talking about Mia's idol. So like, I it's hard to get a sense of how secret that idol is, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like Adam knows definitely knows about Mia's idol, and he's told people. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. based off of the votes in this episode, people know that she has it, and they're trying to flush it. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like that is which, probably the which least was strange that like. They just didn't go all in on her and put five votes on her, three votes on Devante, and ha and like see and if Mia plays it, Devante goes home. Yeah. So, future problems for that tribe. Um, <laughs> uh, this brings us then to our immunity challenge. Now, have you? So this is the this challenge originally debuted in Australian Survivor 2017, where you're doing a group endurance challenge, holding kind of uh, holding like wooden blocks against you and your neighbor for a long period of time. Have you seen this challenge before or played in this challenge? I have not played this challenge, but I have seen it in other LRGs, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think and it's great. Is, I love the concept of a group endurance challenge. Uh, my, I think the only problem with LRGs running this challenge, I probably could vetch before about this, is this challenge can last a while, mm -hmm. right? And LRGs, you tend to be actually on a pretty strict schedule to vote people out quick enough and make it go, to make it to continue. And so you end up having to generally like you either make the challenge brutally hard um, or you have to technicality people out mm -hmm. uh, say, all right, everyone like arms fully extended, can't look down. And then like, you and like, uh, like can't elbows locked. And like, you kind of knock people out based off like, sorry, you didn't follow this one small rule because people, people can go a while on this challenge. Mm -hmm. um, however, they have to just use their fingertips, which I think yeah. is a lot harder. Like at least if palms, like you can put pressure. Mm -hmm. 
And I've seen like uh, survivor, survival, the survival challenge. They've put weight, uh, weighted bags on top of it too. So there was a whole balance component that really Ooh. expedited it. <laughs> yeah, ouch. Um, and like even like um, Adam Bradford, Bradford, who played Real Foot and also Survival Challenge, because Survival Challenge when they did it my season after I got voted out, uh, he's like, I think he still said like I have some pain still from competing in that challenge for like forty minutes. Wow. So it, it, it can still be a brutal challenge. Um, so I believe Hannah has done this challenge before. Okay. And I want to believe Stacy did this challenge in, in Survivor BC Rock Rain Valley with me. Okay. Um, and so at least that we know, that, so even though it's a new challenge to this to the show, we know two players have at least experienced it in a different setting. Um, and one final unique twist is players will drop out at regular intervals from the edges. So normally, sometimes in this challenge, like there's a whole strategy, like all right, everyone, we're gonna have people drop in strategic places. That way, it's only one hand for each person. And uh, the rules of this challenge nullified that and said, hey, we're gonna have people dropping on set times. They must be from the edge of your chain, yeah. and we'll go till there's only one, two people left, and, we'll, and then we just go with them. I liked that little twist on it mm -hmm. simply because we haven't seen it, or at least like I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. I'm presuming most people haven't either is that it makes it a little harder to strategize, right? Not yes. everyone's going to have the same strategy on how to mm -hmm. really, I don't want to say like cheat the comp, but like, mm -hmm. you know, we all are fans. We watch the show. We watch maybe LRGs. We participate. So like we've seen it. So we have an idea of like, what's the best strategy to approach it mm -hmm. with something new. Everyone's like trying to figure out mm -hmm. what makes the most sense. So from that perspective, I thought I was like really smart on Casey's part. Yeah, because in the past, like, what you do is you have weak tribe members say, all right, just drop out immediately, right? You have someone who's like, I can't do this. And this forces like, all right, let's say we have two weak tribe members. We can only drop one out of the five minute mark. Someone's going for 10 minutes and that's going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It seems like there's no easy way to start that. Mm -hmm. After that first like 10 minute interval. Yeah. It probably would get easier, but mm -hmm. it didn't last that long. Well, especially because even at the beginning, we saw a lot of discussion of who is dropping out from which side. It's just like, all right, who is feeling like they, they need to go need, need to drop out first? I was a little and surprised so, by that, in fact. Um, it's not a fun challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have sucked both times I've done it, and it's painful, and I, and I, don't, and I, I don't do endurance challenge pain well. <laughs> I, I don't know many people that do, but yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, so we see these two groups so group a boogie griffin uh braun megan rosie dallas and jordan with the with the central people going to be rosie and megan as the people are going to stay the longest the other group where we have stacy hannah adam devante mia brains megan uh with adam and devante taking the key position for, for that tribe yep um and you know we start the challenge we get to the first drop point and i on the group b mia who's not on the edge drops and we don't ever get a sense of what on earth happened there no although i i did rewatch it right before jumping on this podcast with you and it's like mia was in the process of asking a question right they say mm -hmm. okay someone drop and she was asking a question it kind of looked like she lost her focus mm -hmm. kind of hints at that later in the episode too but i really feel like she was asking a question like okay what are we doing or how are we going to do this 
and just like the moment, like brain thinking about one thing and body doing something completely different. At least mm -hmm. that was my take on it. I, I, I don't know. Cause, because later on, like she's asked like at travel counseling, what happened there? And we don't really get a very coherent answer as to what happened. And you, I guess you chalk up to, you know, like, this is only, this is only day three and it's still an exhausting experience, right? Because you're still sleeping outside, sleeping bags or whatever, anything you're having. It's not, you're not getting as much sleep you'd like or not as good sleep. It's probably cold. And it's hardly a sense of how much food they've had. We know they've, they had like a mer pizza at the merge. We know they had a lunch bowl yesterday. So they're eating something, but they're not, you're not eating a ton. No. So you're kind of limiting a lot of these things and the general exhaustion, paranoia, it can still get to you after three days time. And I feel like maybe that's a sense of things, but it was just so surprised. Just like, Oh, well, challenge over. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I mean, I, I had a lot of thoughts about this thinking like, did she intentionally drop it? What, like, was she trying to target someone in that group? Right. Thinking that she was going to be safe and like, she can get one of her targets out. It was one thought. Um, the other thought I had was like when she wasn't really able to fully explain mm -hmm. is that she was really actually starting to create this narrative of like, to your point, like I'm exhausted. I don't quite know what I'm doing. My brain is like really downplaying mm -hmm. her smarts. Yeah. So, I mean, this matches Tyler's question here of like, could Mia have thrown the challenge on purpose? Um, I would love if there is a Mia who's like, I am totally throwing this challenge and I'm just going to play it off. People are going to believe you. And then Endgame is like, no, here's what happened. And I got the person I wanted out as a result. Like maybe she's like, Adam needs to go. Adam can't be immune. I'm throwing the challenge to take Adam out and really help drive that to happen. I mean, that'd be pretty amazing to see, but I, we, can't, we don't, we just don't hear anything about that. Unfortunately, if, yeah. if, it, if it is what happens. I mean, that was my thought. It's like, it just seemed really too easy. Mm -hmm. Like she's definitely, the narrative I get from her is like a very strong competitor mm -hmm. and for her to be in the position that she was in that line, mm -hmm. she wasn't in line to be dropping mm -hmm. early. So like that got me thinking, okay, she is going to be there for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And then for that to happen, I was like, Hmm, I felt a little bit staged. Yeah. Especially when like 12 people, six people being immune. I mean, man, I, I really want immunity at, 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 at a merge vote like that when half of the tribe's immune and there's so little options. I don't want to be on the table. As much as I want Adam out, it's really hard to let myself be exposed like that. No, I agree. It's very risky. But mm -hmm. if it works, it's also a great story point if you get to the end. Yeah, it worked for Gabler last season. It can right? work for me too. <laughs> but she, she has an idol. So she wouldn't be, if she felt that she was in danger, she could easily save herself. Yeah. And yeah. I, I want to give props. You know, she doesn't play her idol again. And it's every time she doesn't play it, it's like, <laughs> that's brave. It is brave. It is brave. I do like very much that at the merge, only half of the tribe is up, up for grabs, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, it really helps, I think, create that paranoia and the stress, but also focus people. So... I think we could have seen a much more disparate vote if all 12 were, or all 11 rather, were up for grabs to be voted for. So I, I did like that element for it. It does make it focus even easier. And honestly, I don't know if it would have been different had, <laughs> had, had the, other, the other, other six been exposed. I think it would have still been a very similar vote. Mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't I, know. I, I think I, we I, might have seen a new name in there, though. Uh, so which, which, So we have... 
Boogie, Griffin, Braun, Megan, Rosie, Dallas, and Jordan. Which of those names think have been tossed around more? Griffin, maybe, because he came back? I, I could have seen Griffin being in that mix again. Um, I could have also seen Dallas join that mix. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think... I still think it would have boiled down to with uh, Adam Devonte like finally finally clashing like it did. Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense that those would be the big names to be thrown mm-hmm. out there, but yeah, I, I don't know. Had that group lost Boogie Griffin, uh, Megan, Rosie, Dallas, and Jordan, who do you think would have been the vote out? Hmm. I think the conversation probably about Griffin having something would have really swirled around a lot, so they probably would put a few votes there, but not the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it going, the names coming up would be Rosie and Boogie. Yeah. Or right. yeah, I, I think Boogie would have been a lot in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know how much, ad, how much capital Adam would want to spend to save a form save Boogie. Yeah. At this point, like you want, you want that shield around for a little bit longer, but yeah. if it's going down that way, like yeah. don't, don't jump on that sinking ship. So, all right. And so we get to the scramble again. Six people exposed. Stacy, Hannah, Adam, Devonte, Mia, Megan. In practicality, no one ever says Hannah or Megan's name. It's Stacy, it's Adam, it's Devonte, and Mia are the four names that are really circulating more than any other name. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that Hannah's name, you know, I... I not hiding like my my fandom for Hannah Hannah in this season. <laughs> I'm really impressed how her name has not come up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was actually thinking like as I'm watching it, we don't see her much. We don't hear from her until like 35 minutes into it. She's like the but, last one before we get to intermission, I think. Yeah, and I was like, wow, where is Hannah this episode? It was very fascinating for me. Um, so, who would you want to target of the six? Ooh. I think I would be Adam and Devante. Like, mm-hmm. I probably, if I was playing, I probably would want to try to align with those two mm-hmm. earlier anyway. But I feel mm-hmm. like those two are probably the biggest threats. Mm-hmm. Um, although Mia really is coming up on my radar as like someone who you really do need to watch out for. Um, Why? I feel like she is playing a really smart strategic game in that she's popping up in all these conversations, but mm-hmm. she's pushing a story. It, at least this, this is the way I'm seeing it. It's mm-hmm. like she's pushing a story and really laying good foundation for further in the game. She just needs to get mm-hmm. there, but like mm-hmm. the story points that she's uh, putting out there, the seeds, kind of like what Adam was doing in this episode as well. Like just a little bit here, a little bit there. And like, letting that seed grow that's interesting because i i'm seeing me as as being very much like very much left out of what's going on like i think players she's being stonewalled against a lot of other players oh i think she is i I don't disagree with that but her gameplay like what she's doing because she's left out Mm -hmm. i find very smart Mm -hmm. okay interesting so I figured like the best way to probably approach kind of this post uh, challenge scramble is just kind of walk through player by player what they're thinking, what they're doing, and yeah. let's, let's start at the top of the totem pole. We have Adam. You know, Adam, he's the figurehead of the Brawn tribe. He's the he's running this this Brawn 2.0 alliance, and you know he wants Devonte and maybe Stacy, and 
we he trusts Megan a, a lot to handle an idol. I mean, good for him to trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it takes a lot, right? You have to feel really secure. I was wondering as soon as I was like, oh no, is Braun Megan going to blindside Adam and run, take, take this idol for herself? But we're not seeing that happen just yet. No, I don't get the sense that that's going to happen yet. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen, obviously, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely, like, if I was Megan, I have now a big threat that I'm using as a shield. Yeah. And I have their idol. Like, if I can hold on to that, that's that's killer. So in terms of Braun Megan, she's, she does say her number one is Adam, right? And he's a shield, and so she's not looking to discard him, yeah. right? Because he's really good for her game. And she's also loyal to Rosie and Jordan, interestingly. But she notes she's very leery of Jordan's outside connections. And yeah. probably rightfully so. Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, we know that there are connections there that are really impacting her game. Uh, I found it very interesting that she's obviously, like, it didn't shock me that she was loyal to Adam, but Rosie being in that mix. Like, we know Mm -hmm. that Adam and Rosie are tight, Mm -hmm. but that she's not fully on board with Rosie made my ears go, hmm, what's that about? Yeah. Well, I think, because next we hear from Rosie, and I think, uh, so he says he wants to take Adam and Megan to the final five, right? So he he very clearly, his brawn three, he wants to roll with the final five. Uh, but he recognizes their threats as well. So it's a question of who is his other two wants to take, and he, he and like, and he wants Jordan with him as well. He, he, given that they played very tightly with each other their previous season, and while things didn't work out, it was like he was on the sinking ship that Jordan was on as well. And so he wants to kind of do things better with her with her this season. So I thought that was interesting. I did too. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I'm a fan of Jordan right now. Mm-hmm. So hearing anyone that want to keep wants to keep her in the game and take her far. I'm for it. And so I wonder who Rosie's fifth in this final five is, or it's just like, don't care if we can take anyone at that point. I feel like it's, it is like just anyone that's there, anyone that's not going to target him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You... I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just thinking like, in terms of those three, I would be, I, I feel like the way Megan's saying through her game is she has a good shot against Adam. Like if she says by Adam says, yes, but this is my figurehead, but Maybe she gets Burner saying this is my shield, but whoops, my shield's with me at the final tribal council. Was he really a shield? Yeah. I feel like she, if she, if it's her and Adam at the end, mm-hmm. she will be able to sell that story much better. Yeah. Like, I feel like she is actually more in control than mm-hmm. people realize. Like, everyone mm-hmm. is looking at Adam as the one being in control, but at least what we're getting in this episode is, like, she's actually really pushing mm-hmm. that narrative and that story. So I was like, props to her. Um but I wanted to ask you about Rosie and yeah. his strategic chops. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't get much in this episode of really outside of like thinking of his final mm-hmm. five. I don't really have a good sense anymore of like where his head's at. How do you feel about that? I think Rosie's game will really be apparent when Adam gets voted out. I think once Adam goes and we see what happens next, and because I imagine. With Adam goes, I don't know if we're going to see a brawn boom, boom, boom kind of picked off. I mm. imagine we're going to see something much more fluid and chaotic once that once Adam goes and people kind of realign themselves. Uh, I think that it'll be really telling to see what he does then. But I don't know where I don't know what his plans are besides like yeah, let's just write it out as as of, as of right now. Interesting. So you you think Adam's going to be voted out, and you think Adam's going to be out before Rosie? Yes. No hesitation. I, I, yeah, I, I really feel like we're, we're, we're kind of being set up for Samuel and Dilser, where we see, where we see um, 
Josh Canfield and Jeremy Collins go out back to back as, and they're the two players who've been running things till and then they're gone. You're like, Oh shoot. Yeah. And maybe it's not, I don't know if Adam's going out next episode. Um, but I think by final 10, he's gone. All right. We'll have to check back in, see if you're right. Yeah, and I could be very wrong because I'm terrible at predicting all things Survivor. That's what I've learned. <laughs> um, Jordan, we, we we check in with, and so she's, again, we hear a lot of concern of what are these unknown advantages coming from redemption? Um, and she says, like, you know, what if they have some sort of shared idol they have to use? And she's not very far off, given that it ends up being a all-or-nothing idol that that is even better than one shared idol. It's basically two shared idols. Yeah, she was very smart on that. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how did you know that? It, was mm-hmm. it just a pure luck guess, or mm-hmm. did she hear something? Or I don't know. I don't know either. And we don't really get a sense of where Jordan is strategically, but we, from the peripherals, we can t- see like she is good with the brawn, right? Mm-hmm. Because but both Megan and Rosie are strongly wanting the keyboard of her. We yep. know Brains Megan is also like ride or die. We know mm-hmm. Hannah has been like latching onto the Jordan train, the, 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 the propeller through the game. And yep. So Jordan has a lot of options, it feels. She seems really well insulated mm-hmm. across across tribal lines. So I was like, yeah, it's good for her. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, very happy that she's uh, got people wanting to protect her. Um, In terms of like the, we, we, from Stacy, we hear kind of about, you know, her lying about what advantage she got back from redemption. We talked about before the Shauna dark idol. Uh, And for her, it's just like a lot of concern about like, do I need this now? Do I need to play this now? Yeah. And I I think it's a, fair concern that she has right Mm -hmm. you're coming back into the game yes you were voted back in because people people wanted you Mm -hmm. but you don't have the same connections you haven't been playing the same game with these people as long as others um it definitely it has to give you pause flat out Mm -hmm. right um i think she was smart as we said like the lie that she told um but again i didn't get the sense that she was in trouble this episode I guess one of the the challenges is it's hard to know, like, where is she looking to follow strategically, right? Because she is a free agent, um, and we kind of know there's kind of roughly two-ish factions, and I think she's kind of defaulting to that Braun faction that just has the numbers right now and just kind of waiting things out. Which is smart, right? You're coming Mm -hmm. in as a free agent. You go where the numbers are, and you just latch there and hope Mm -hmm. for the best. Um, What I I keep... I will write that. What I was reminded of rewatching this episode is that she has like this infectious smile. She's always grinning, and it's like it's very disarming. I think like as a weapon or a tool mm-hmm. in this game, like, and it's it feels very genuine at mm-hmm. least on the screen. Like it's like mm-hmm. I was like, good for you. Like just yeah. smiling through it, and like whatever's going on inside, no one's gonna know because they're just seeing that. And I was like, kudos to you. And that's why it's fun to play with Stacey in these games. <laughs> if I um, ever encounter her in a game, I'll have to keep this in mind. Inevitably, you will. Don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of Dallas, a lot of his discussions about like why he needs Devonte gone, and frankly, all everything makes sense, right? He burned Devonte in the last round before the merge, and like as much as he wanted the work of Devonte preseason, I, there's just no hope for that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it from Dallas's point of view and for his game. Devante's not in that in that narrative for him. It, mm-hmm. Even if you want it to be, you have to play the game that is being handed to you, right? Yeah. The hand that you have. Um, 
And sometimes it's better not to have that, I don't want to say weight or that um, that tie or tether mm-hmm. from something that you said pregame, mm-hmm. right? You have to play what's in the moment and what's going to do the best, what is going to help you in the long term. And unfortunately, it's not Devontae. Because in the world where Devontae wins out, Adam goes home, Devontae will eventually come headhunting for Dallas. It is inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's smart for Dallas to like say, time to cut. Let's go. Now, one, one of the big mysteries of this episode was Dallas's extra vote. Yeah. And so we heard several episodes ago in the swap, Griffin found an extra vote in the swap tribes camp. Right? And he, get, he gets voted out, and I assume it, get, it went null when he got voted out with it. We, I speculated uh, with whoever I was talking to at the time that there's likely another one of those at the swap Ron camp. And I'm assuming, yes, there was, and Dallas found it, and it expired at Final 12. <laughs> I, that, that would be a logical assumption based off of what we call this episode. <laughs> I thought I had missed it. Like, I just wasn't following closely enough, but yeah, you make me feel better. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, because I, I was just like, where did this come from? And I was like, okay. I, the, my only guess that it came from here, because it, it's like, did Griffin bring it back and give it to Dallas? No, that didn't make any that sense. Make so any I was sense. trying to figure out what was going on with that. Yeah, and it was not a very well-kept secret. People knew, right? Yeah. His alliance, he was very forthright, forthright with it. And everyone's like, yep, okay, it's got to be used this one. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah, you know, and with, if you have an extra vote that is very limited and expiring at the verge. And also, like, this, it also probably meant that had the Baron tribe gone back to the tribal council, another original Braun might have been going home, yeah. right? Between, Dal- da- between Dallas, Jordan, and um, Megan, ha- like uh, Brains Megan, having three of them plus an extra vote, they can 2-2, uh, and, and that, they can 2-2 whenever they want, or just like block vote a 4-3 and life goes on. That would have been an interesting one. Yeah. But, glad we didn't uh, see we'll it. Um, yeah, and I think this also answers the other question of did Griffin's vote when he get voted when he won the challenge, it was it void or is it still usable when he came back to the game? I think the answer is it's void because there's, I think there's no void. discussion yeah. of Griffin's extra vote. Yeah, I think I think that the working theory would be like when you leave the game, anything you have, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Your bullet, your any advantage you have, maybe it gets replayed or replanted. That would make sense, but I don't think like when you're in redemption, like you, you shouldn't have it. Yeah. There's still questions about the bullet though, because both Griffin and Stacey had used their bullets. So it was, it was and not a question that could ever get answered. No, no. Um, Cause we don't, do we see Griffin's bullet count in his confessional? I don't think we No, because he gave it to Stacey. Ah, he gave it to Stacey. And then she played two bullets when she went to travel council. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, we talked about, we talked about me already. Um, Again, like a lot of her discussion is concerned about playing the idol. She see, she comes across as out of the loop, but probably because everyone is keeping her out of the loop because she is the one that she is the backup vote essentially. Yeah, yeah, and I think she realizes that, but she's doing mm-hmm. she's counting the numbers. Like I I do think she is really more calculated than people are giving her credit for, or that's why they're keeping her out because she is so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if you're if no one's talking to you or you're getting the sense like the numbers are not lining mm-hmm. up and matching up like yes do you play the idol do you not play the idol but i don't know like i feel like she has more of a pulse than we're getting a sense of um 
two more people. Devante, uh, we we get we spend some time with Devante, and Devante knows he's in trouble. Like he's just like, I'm nervous. This is the most nervous I've ever been because people are gunning for him, and there are no outs. And it's kind of like you know, just should he go for Stacy? Does he go for Adam? And, and and the end of the day, he the answer is if he had gone for, if he gunned for Mia, <laughs> in like in blindside of Mia, given how the votes are split, things would have been okay. But you simply never know what the what what the votes will be like, right? No. So you had no, no idea it was going to be such a close call. I mean, that and that, I think that's the heartbreaking part of it. Like he could have mm-hmm. stayed in the game if mm-hmm. he just voted Mia, but you don't know. You really don't know. But I think his intent to vote Adam was the right way to go. Yeah. I mean, if you're if people are targeting really strong threats mm-hmm. on multiple levels like who is like your your equal your comparison mm-hmm. and for Devante, it's adam mm-hmm. so that's who you, you you push that story you get that narrative out there um and hope that it sticks but yeah he's i, I was glad that he, it wasn't a blind side for him right mm-hmm. like he was he knew that he was his name was up there and it very well could have been him mm-hmm and then probably the the best, my favorite confessional, your favorite confessional. We get a, we get a long confessional from Hannah about what she's doing, what she's thinking, and what she's up to. Tell me how much. Tell me what you love about this. Oh my gosh, where to start? <laughs> like, uh, I, she, I'm continually impressed with mm-hmm. her pulse on the game. Right, she has clearly identified where everyone's heads are at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure other people are in thinking the same thing within the game, but like she, when she's expressing it, like you see her mind working like, okay, this group and this group, and here's how that intersection is going to work. Um, and the narrative that she's already starting to craft, mm-hmm. I think for her being that outsider uh, from like not having played mm-hmm. surviving Bloomington before is actually now a big mm-hmm. asset, right? Mm-hmm. Cause they're all looking at each other based off of previous games uh, and what has happened, how they were burned, who burned them. Uh, mm-hmm. And no one knows her game. So all they're going off of is she's and giving so little, but just enough that they're like, okay, she's good. I've got her in my corner. And they're not looking at her. So like that I'm loving. Um, and I'm loving how she is inserting herself into multiple groups, but just mm-hmm. a little here and just a little there. I've got my tight core, mm-hmm. but like, She's pulling people in. Like I can see her end game forming. Mm-hmm. I loved her discussion where she basically says, "Like I see Adam as the figure, and he's the sun that everyone's revolving around. But everyone is eyeing the sun and how to take out the sun because everyone wants that move on the resume. So she she knows Adam's days are numbered. She sees that and calls yeah. out, and also says, "Like here we go." Blends is with the, on, t- on Team Hannah right here. Hashtag Team Hannah, uh, and she also notes that like. But the real problem isn't Adam. It's Megan Wolf, who's right behind Adam, calling the shots for him. Now, I will say, are you muted by any chance? Yes, I was. Okay. I, I was it's like, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I think there's two things I really wanted to hear from Hannah. First, where's where is she where does she see as the power that she needs to stand with and get to right because because i think both the original tribe and the merge she had quickly identified or the swap she's like here are the people i need to talk to and getting good with and we didn't get a sense of that from this confessional and i wonder if it's just like with jordan and, and brains megan that's where she's kind of latching on to right now i'm curious to see where she wants to get herself positioned because 
I, I like her idea of popping off the final seven, but I want to know like, is she gonna? Is that gonna be too late if she waits for that? Like, where, what's where does she need to be at the final seven to make it happen? I I want to hear. I want to get a better sense of what her ideal final seven looks like for her to be successful. I, I so I think she's. If I if I'm reading this right, like the mm-hmm. Megan and Jordan, like that's where she wants to go long term. Mm-hmm. But by her spilling the tea to the original Braun about like the fake Devante story. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was, who was there? It was Adam. Yeah, Megan, so that was and, Rosie, Megan and Dallas. Rosie, Megan and Dallas. So that's three plus the other two. Mm-hmm. That's five and her six. Like if those five are tight with her and like trust her, mm-hmm. everything else can go by the wayside yeah. and she's good. Yeah, that, that was my favorite thing. Cause when I, cause last episode, when I, when I saw Devante telling the story, I was like, as much as I like that story, the problem is redemption, and, that, and that's the set, exact thing that says like I am not down for that because redemption is an issue. And I just immediately like get trust, say like this is what's going on. You can, I, I'm with you. And I was like, that was beautiful. Maybe I'm naive, but like I, I too loved that story. I thought it was really smart. But looking back at his wording of it and like how he expressed it, he said someone. Mm-hmm. So it could have been really anyone from redemption and theoretically that person didn't share it with everyone else at redemption. Like I'm going to give this advantage to Devante. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think there is an element of plausibility. Now, because uh, Griffin was watching that trial accounts and he saw Devante play shots in the dark. And it, ah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, like if, if the people at redemption weren't actively watching tribal council, there's a lot more you can get away with. Yeah. No, right. But the problem is you have redemption uh, basically they're kind of watching the silence almost like a proto jury in a sense seeing what's happening what's going down and they have that information and so uh, as much as it's fun seeing them in the background seeing them watch it does really change what players can say or do because all of that's gonna be public knowledge you can't lie yeah no that's i, I forgot about that yeah hmm. yeah you watch much I, more clear, clearly than i do uh, i mean because like there's a, like i just remember griffin going like oh my gosh that's Devontae's playing his shots in the dark uh, uh wow um i think we, we briefly get intermission uh with some fun facts uh mm. I, I wonder if I'm, i wonder are intermissions here to say here to say troy honestly i kind of hope not i mean <laughs> i i like that the fun facts were in there it made it mm-hmm. even a little bit easier to mm-hmm. um you know quickly you know do a bio break or whatnot but i was like i don't know that we need them mm-hmm. i don't know what are your thoughts uh, I'm ambivalent. Uh, it, it, it was it was a surprise to see the second time. I like the fun facts. They, they kind of added some fun history to the show, which I appreciate given the previous episodes aren't aired. I do agree that we're, I'm watching through YouTube, you're watching YouTube, and so it's always easy to pause and come back if need be. Um, but I do appreciate like the, they are kind of using the way to say, hey, apply. Here's a QR code. Come join us our next season we're casting. So. No, I do like that. I mean, but you could do that in the beginning. You could do it at the end. I mean, yeah. You know, uh, but I did like the fun facts. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, you know, nice history. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, we need to, we, uh, now. We, now we need to know, like, who, who did people get the original torches for this season, or their were there fight over torches? Who did Hannah, Hannah Connor, and uh, Stacy take as a torch? Was there any drama around torches? I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because the Jordan taking Adams mm-hmm. from three to four, and now here in five, like. Did Adam go back for his torch? I mean, if I was a former winner, 
playing in an all-star season yeah i'd go back for my torch like you know sentimentality you know good luck whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so i i i i did that that was fun to learn um tribal council um i think we need to talk about the opening shot and it's also the the opening picture of the season as well is the magic eight ball in the grass i mean much like survivor surviving bloomington has had these really cool nature shots so i wonder like did KC take those shots himself? Are they from B-roll footage? I don't know. But we have this shot of the magic eight ball in the grass. And is that just like you find and harvest in Bloomington, Indiana? Is that just like like part of the crop that you grow there? I I, I don't I don't understand. Help me with this, Troy. I mean, I I loved it. I love the nature shots, and I want to talk about the uh, the cicada as well. But the eight ball. Oh gosh, the cicada. Oh gosh, that was horrible. <laughs> I, I do not like cicadas, but like it, it was kind of beautiful, I have to say. Um, but the eight ball, like it for me, it really encompassed this episode in the chaos of that mm-hmm. first vote after emerge, right? Because it's like when you have that eight ball, you're shaking it up, you're asking the question, like probably so, or doesn't outlook doesn't look so good. And I feel like that was like really telling for how everyone was sort of feeling, right? Um, Adam's saying, like, I'm not going to bring my bag because people know if I bring a bag, I've got something. So I'm going to hand it off my idol there. Um, you know, I, I always bring my bag because that's just, I, I don't trust. Uh, so I felt like the eight ball and, like, how people use that magic eight ball was very indicative of, like, where people's minds were at. I love the fact that you've made this into a metaphor for the game itself. <laughs> Surely exactly what Casey was planning behind it. I mean... I'm wondering, like, man, is there is it like Chekhov's gun? Is there a magic eight ball that a player will find later on? They shake it, say, like, am I immune or am I not? Like a more Ooh. elaborate flip coin, like like sources say, yes, you're immune, congratulations. <laughs> I, I'm really curious to see if it does reappear in future episodes. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'd be shaking that thing all until I get the answer I need. <laughs> um, I don't think there's much, I don't think there's anything I want to bring up from the discussion uh, from players at travel council. We talked about Mia's answer about what happened to challenge. You're kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. What about Boogie, right? He, Boogie's like talking about the split vote. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was like, I don't want to say playing dumb, but I'm like, of course you thought about it. We know you. <laughs> I, I did love that. It was like, in case like, what was what Boogie was like, wow. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. All, 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 the, all the world's a stage and no bigger stage than travel council with how you, you talk and discuss things right i mean but it's like it felt genuine mm-hmm. and i was like that's a really interesting play like these people know you're smart mm-hmm. so for you not to think of a split vote hmm, i don't know that would raise some flags i would think <laughs> um so when people go to the voting booth we saw in the pre-merge that there were mutiny advantages hidden in the little chest and brains megan goes first opens the chest boom Gets a shot in the dark, pockets it. I do love the fact that they are putting more shots in the dark in the game. Like, yep. Absolutely love it. Uh, I've kind of conveyed that the chest is such an obvious place, but I did love Boogie finding one in the skull and it being hidden in the skull. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. The, the, the little chest does feel obvious, but mm-hmm. it made me think like, okay, if as a future player, always be the first one to go vote. Because you yeah, never I don't know, know how you can be the first, but don't always be the first. Yeah. Like, I, it's just like, oh, hmm, okay. Um, I do, too, love that the shots in the dark, like, more coming out because it will make 
I hope, for yeah. a little bit more not, interesting. I think it was Jordan who found it, not Megan. My bad. I was misreading your notes. Jordan gets the extra shot of the Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I did like that. I, I mean, I kind of would, would have liked to see like a clue, mm -hmm. maybe something very like that they have to decipher to know where it is or like a lockbox or something like there. I, I, I want to <laughs> I, I, I see a lockbox with a combination that's like, that says try once. <laughs> and everyone mm. has one shot and like the solution of the code to how you get that either you get it from challenges or hidden at tri, tri camp or something like that i want to see something like that at play yeah. that would be interesting because um, then everyone knows it's there yes have you heard what they're doing for, for idols this next survivor season uh the birdcage right the birdcage yeah so each tribe starts the birdcage with an idol in it and it's locked and like they have and like i, I just like yes love it <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out because that's that's high risk, but high reward, mm -hmm. which is what they're yeah. going for. Um, we also have to talk about the David in the room. <laughs> Who? <laughs> exactly. So Mia goes up to vote, and she writes down David and starts talking about voting for David. And the production's like, "Who's that?" <laughs> and Mia's like. I mean, there's no David here. And then she cross, then she gets a new parchment paper, writes down Adam, votes for Adam. Honestly, when that happened, I was like, "Wait, am I not tracking someone? Like, is there a player that that did I get confused?" I was like, "I, I honestly thought I was having like a senile moment." <laughs> I mean, I, I was questioning myself too, and like, I have a spreadsheet with this cast, and like, my gosh, it's like, is this someone's nickname? I'm not getting right because we already have. Rosie, Andrew, Sparky, Brains, Megan. Like, there's a couple of variants of names running around. I was just like, and you know, like, it's hard to learn people's names, right? Especially it's a bunch of strangers. Yep. But it's also the All Star season, and like, this is the former winner. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, and it's not like they've played Bloomington before. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was Hannah or Stacy mm -hmm. or Connor, like who hadn't played Bloomington before, I can see that a little bit more oh, speaking of names did you catch the merge tribe name was it bingo it was bingo and i'm like do you know where we heard bingo before when no. hannah couldn't remember boogie's name she was calling him bingo is this <laughs> did hannah name the merge tribe and name it after her her, her accidental like miss like misremembering what boogie's name is i need to know that's true we didn't hear about that did we no it just at the beginning it was just like this is the bingo tribe i was like okay yeah i wonder what We'll have to ask Casey, like, where that came from. <laughs> um, but after everyone votes, um, we see Stacy and Griffin play their idols. Um, as you mentioned, you didn't think Stacy was in trouble. I thought there was a decent chance, given given the conversation. And honestly, a one in six shot of going home, it's pro it's not a bad boy to play your idol, right? Versus a normal one in 12. No. I mean, if it was one in 12, I don't think she should have done it, yeah. right? And certainly at the merge... Usually, I don't know, you'll, you'll probably disagree with me, but like, you don't go for the easy vote. That can happen later, right? Stacy mm -hmm. hasn't really, and I don't mean this to be mean or, or um, negative, but like, based off of the rest of the players, she has not stood out as like someone who is going to win competitions, right? So you don't have to worry so much about an individual, although they do say like she's good at puzzles. She's good at puzzles. Right. But you, so that's one, but you mm -hmm. have many other opportunities. Like to me, her threat level is so much lower than mm -hmm. others. Like go for someone that is going to actually change the trajectory of the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And um, I do say like getting, a, getting that out of the game was mentioned before 
people are now going to be able to talk about what did they get. They're like, all right, she had something, she played it, it's gone. If we're not worried about this under advantage, that's not a reason to target anymore. We, we need something else to target her for. And I think that's better from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it helps her, her narrative and her story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, I guess I also kind of feel bad for Griffin having to use his idol when he didn't need it. Mm-hmm. So Game of the Votes ends up being a seven votes Devante, three votes Mia, three votes Adam. Uh, the Adam votes were Devante, Boogie, and Mia. They stuck together. Uh, Hannah jumped ship. Uh, the Mia votes were Rosie, Megan, and Dallas uh, as a backup. And then Devante was Griffin, uh, Brains, Megan, um, Adam, Stacy. Dallas's second vote because he played his extra vote. And then Jordan and Hannah also voted Devante, who were Devante's number one allies. Yeah, I was. Do you think it was uh, just to save themselves? You know, I have to imagine they, I don't know how, we don't get a sense of how aware Hannah and Jordan were over the split. No. And that it was going to be a seven, uh, it was going to be a seven, three, three. Because, um, okay, so if they do, because if they did, uh, but if they, if they did switch their boat, it'd be a five, five, three. And so therefore, like, it would just be tied. and Devontae goes on the revote most likely. I don't know. Mm. Would they? Well, no. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, it would be five, five. Yeah, I, for some reason, I thought it was a six through three if it was just 12 votes and they could have dictated the merge mm. vote by, by, by switching sides. But Dallas's extra vote actually, well, actually works to a yeah. sense that it, it makes it so the split is a proper split. So, yeah, actually, that was probably a split vote. The extra vote did really matter there. And it really um, had an impact. Yeah, and I guess from Jordan and Hannah's perspective, like if you run the numbers, mm-hmm. You, you try to get Adam out, it's going to be a, a split, uh, a tie, and mm-hmm. then you still risk Devante going home in that revote. Better yeah. to go with the numbers mm-hmm. and keep yourself safe. Yeah. I mean, they could have put their, they, they could have split it on Devante and Mia, but uh, it's, I, I, I thought they had more, I thought they could have, if it was only 12 votes, they could have changed it. But with Dallas's extra votes, there's nothing they could do. No. Did they know about Dallas's extra vote? We got a sense he was telling other people, right? It didn't feel like it was that much of a secret. Yeah. I so. mean, hmm, I don't know. Like, I, I don't get the sense that Dallas is very forthright with mm-hmm. Jordan and Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if Devante and Boogie like said, like, hey, we're putting our votes in Mia as a precaution, they were able to get, like, they were able to get Hannah and Jordan to do it as well. Mia could, could have gone home instead. Yeah. Um, like so, there's there there, there are maybe ways Devonte could have protected himself had he got had he taken the safer route of trying to bust his ally instead of like go go for the head. Mm. But it's it's hard. If Devonte had played an idol, and it would have been three on Mia, three on Adam. Who goes yeah. home? Um, uh, that's hard to say. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I, I don't know if people just go in Mia so yeah we, we like Adam being around here for the time longer people to take a stab at it I, I you know to be honest Devonte plays an idol Mia, play, Mia plays her idol good point right I think I think Mia plays her idol if Devonte was her idol especially after seeing Stacy play an idol I think Adam then plays his idol and then uh it becomes re- then Megan this we could have seen Hannah idled out this is the world where like uh, Devont, let's say I don't know where Devonte's Adam's coming from. Let's say Devonte, yeah, I don't know where Devonte's getting me from. But let's say Devonte, Mia, 
have idols. Adam plays his idol. Megan plays her idol. Uh, Stacey plays her idol. That leaves Hannah exposed. This could be a very ugly world. We could have been ruling this episode if there's some some sort of idol at Armageddon happened. It's very much uh, Siri and uh, uh, was it Game Changers? Yeah. So I think the final thing I want to talk about is was this a good vote for, for players? Was taking Devontae out the right move? Ooh, I think yes. I think okay. it was. I think it was. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He's charming. He's a good comp person. Mm-hmm. Now that in the post-merge world, like you have to consider all those things. Um, you know, I think for Hannah and Jordan, like as an ally, maybe not the best, but it's, I don't feel like their game is sunk because of it. Um, I think it might not have been good for Adam. I think Adam still has another shield or two up his sleeve. I don't know. I think, I think Adam leaving Devonte in the game means you constantly have someone to get, keep people worried about. So you constantly have people keep, keeping their focus on someone beside yourself. I mean, now that Devonte has gone, what's going to keep people from looking at Adam? Not as much. Not as much. No. Right. Even more I, exposed. I, I think keeping Boogie and, and Devonte in the game is kind of a foil to you to kind of like consistently say, hey, we need to be worried about this. And then you kind of bounce around and pick off your own allies as, as well as Manor Lands, much like t- Tony a la Kagayan. Right? Mm. I think, because I, if you're playing from the top like Adam, I think you need to do that because you don't, his, his alliance of three isn't going to be enough. His Brawn three isn't going to be enough to carry him in. I think he needs to will have the brains and the beauty both whittled down simultaneously and the and just having I don't know. I think Devontae saying the game would have been better and Mia better. And I think if Mia had gone out, that would have been better for his game. So then why was Adam pushing Devontae? Because Devontae's pushing Adam. <laughs> I, I think it is I, I don't think Devontae's great for his game just because it is an enemy. Yeah. It's someone who's gonna be coming after you. And it's it's honestly your biggest rival, right? It's like those two have really set themselves up against each other. But I think having, but I think leaving Devonte in the game gives Adam some more breathing room, or people are going to be unwilling that they go for him while Devonte is still around. Okay, I think I think Devonte's going out is great for Rosie. I think it's great for Megan Wolf. It's great. For, I think it's great for Jordan Han. I think it's great for a lot of players to have Devonte go out where he goes out. Yeah. Right. Because I think if I think if you're Hannah, I think you're Jordan, you're fine losing one or two members of the of your of your original alliance, and that gives you enough time to solidify those middle players, the brain stripe, really, to come and take a swing back at the original Thrawn. I think you're fine with it. So you think like Griffin and Stacy are going to go to Jordan and Hannah? I think I think in one or two rounds we're gonna we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see the brains of beauty solidify together and take out Adam. I don't know if it's next episode, but mm. I, th- I think at least in two episodes it will. Okay. I'm 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 down for it. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> and that's why I say, you know, I think if if I, I think t- take out Mia here, um, and then like maybe then push for Stacy next. If you're Adam, like try to get rid of you want to get rid of like these middle floater people and like force people to really more and more rely on you as you as you as you trim their outside options. Yeah, yeah. When you're playing from Adam's position, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I I get why Adam was pushing Devonte, mm-hmm. but I. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like the two of them should have been, they should have aligned themselves together because they, they would have been great. They are great shields for each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But Adam aligned with Rosie and that's changes the trajectory of the game. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't think Boogie is going to be as 
great as the shield is Devonte. Yes, Bookie's a former winner, but Bookie is never going to have himself be the leader target, the, the leader role that Adam is Adam is taking. No, because he's being cool and calm. <laughs> I mean, it's smart. I get it. So, is there anything else about this episode you want to talk to as, as we kind of wrap up here? Can we talk about those cicadas? I want to go back to the nature shot. Okay, we're going back to this, the, the, the cicadas, cicadas. I don't know how you pronounce them. We're going back to it. Uh, yeah, talk to me about your thoughts on bugs. Uh, first off, I'm not like a big bug person. Um, I grew up in like during one of those periods where those cicadas were like huge everywhere. Like your summer was completely ruined by it. But like it felt like a dragon coming out as it was hatching. Like I don't know where Casey got it, but. <laughs> Not to make, you know, maybe I'm pulling and drawing and putting meaning in things that have absolutely no meaning. But it was like, it felt like, um, who was it? Uh, Erica from Survivor 41 talking about like the lion and the lamb, right? Like you've got this shell and like this dragon that's coming out ready to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of beautiful. I mean, again, not a bug person, but just watching it for me, like, what is it? And I, I was mesmerized. I was Fully normally, normally we think of metamorphosis as imagery or like emerging of the cocoon. Butterflies are so much prettier, nicer than cicadas are so large. <laughs> You're like, oh gosh, yeah, they're so small. No butterflies scary. around at the time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that is it. It's a metamorphosis, right? So we who are is the cicada of the season? Who 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 is the one emerging from their shell to, to, to win the season? Mm. I'm you know, I'm gonna put I'm going to give you two names. I'm going to give you Mia and I'm going to give you Hannah. Interesting. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm on the Mia train. I'm going to say, I, I, I think, I don't know who. It's going to be either Dallas or Griffin and, and, and then Hannah. I can see Griffin. Yeah. I don't see enough from Dallas yet to really get that sense. I, he, considering he dropped the quote, like, I feel like I really have the, my finger on the pulse of this game. We really get a sense of, you know, why is he doing what he's doing? He's like, I need Devontae out. Because Devonte, the the ship has sailed. He needs to be, and like I feel, like we got a really good, clear understanding of why he's making this move, why he's doing it, and where he's setting himself up. And maybe it's just the confessional he gave, and we only got, and that is yeah. what it is. But I just felt like we, he gave a such a good, clear picture of his game and where it's going. And I see Dallas as being very deep in the middle of this mm. merge tribe. That I don't think Dallas can be under threat because I think no. when, whichever way things break, people will need Dallas. Yeah, he's he is positioned well in the center, mm-hmm. and especially with Stacy coming back into the game, yeah. I think that's good for him. Even Griffin coming back into the game is good for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's fantastic! It's like it, it, instead of just him, instead of him and um, Brains making kind of being the Sloan Brains contingent, he actually not only there's still like the bronze versus beauty, but he has more people to work with. Yeah, no, he is well positioned. I will give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. We have to talk about Player of the Week, the Bloomy. Uh, mm. Last time when, when we discussed this in Episode 3, we both unanimously gave it to Griffin. I don't know if we'll be as unanimous here in terms <laughs> of the Bloomy. I've... Oh, man. I think I know who I want to give it to. Um, it's 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 hard, though. Would you like me to go first? Or would you like to go first? I'll let you go first. You're the host. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to Megan Wolf. Uh, Braun Megan from the episode, you know. I think her alliance came out on top. She has she, she basically got a free idol <laughs> that uh, so, um, Adam gave an idol handed to her. Now I will say some cons. Hannah clocked her, right? We like Hannah is quite aware she is. Yep. I think the way that um, 
I think the way the fake idol was put into play, not ideal. But I think large, ter- like large scale, I think this is a good start to uh, Megan Wolf's merge game. I think, and you know, runner ups, you know, Adam as 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 coming out on top. And you know, I'll me a shout out for um, holding on, holding on to her, um, holding on to her idol. I will give you know Hannah a shout out because I love the confessional in her positioning herself, um, and I'll give David a shout out because no one's even mentioned his name <laughs> until this episode, right? Talk about undercover, right? You know, I am actually a lot completely aligned with you, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I I think Megan is the one. You know, from a oh wow, okay, love this episode. I really loved her positioning, even like if, if everything wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. The way in which she was laying foundation, getting trust, Mm -hmm. building deeper relationships, playing, outsmarting people. Like, for me, it was Megan. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. We are are in alignment again. I like this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, next time we won't be. We'll see. Maybe next time we won't be. Um, I think think before we get to prediction next episode, I just want to make one last eulogy for Devante. Devante had a fantastic, wild pre-merge game. And I honestly think his undoing was Alyssa getting voted out still. And we know that was not his plan. He was completely blindsided by Alyssa's vote. But I think losing Alyssa lost him the Brains Tribe. And that lost him the votes need the Marshal at the merge to come out ahead of Adam. I, I, I think had that gone differently, had he, had he been able to keep Alyssa, pull in the Brains Tribe, right, and, 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 that, and then target Adam... I think this has been a wildly different game, but I think losing Alyssa really lost him a lot of options and flexibility. And it was, it was not, not what he wanted, but it just was what happened. Yeah, he needed a stronger advocate. Boogie is, seems to be a good advocate for him, but Boogie. not as strong or as convincing as Alyssa was. He needed an advocate. He needed an advocate with more other tribe connections. It was like yeah. kind of a twofer. Like Mia is fantastic. Mia was on his side. Mia voted for, for Adam, but Mia's. <laughs> bad to say was not bringing as much to his future game as Alyssa was Alyssa certainly was a bigger threat don't get yeah. me wrong but yeah. I think Alyssa yeah. could have brought more people in and been a bit better strategic ally absolutely 1000 percent. so um but what can you do when like he didn't vote her out his the rest of his tribe did so yep but they also just like saved him too I mean yeah. I know that was in a previous episode but that was wild getting all those bullets it was a fantastic moment, right? And like honestly, I think he goes out in pretty he goes out in pretty good humor. I think like having survived what he did, it's hard to be upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had a good run. You made it to the merge, which in an all-star season really is like the short of winning. Mm-hmm. It's really like what you hope for. Yeah, and considering the jury started at final 12, we're likely seeing a final 3, right? Yeah. Unless yeah. we have some I'd, and if we do have a final two, I'd rather see an extra jury vote versus a jury removal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the jury removal. Uh, I I just feel like you get to these games, you want to play, you make the jury, you're so excited. And, nope, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm all about feel-good moments versus feel-bad moments in Survivor games. It sucks for the jury member. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, you don't know... Having a jury member have an extra vote really complicates getting them on the jury. I, I think I liked what Surviving Real Fit did last season, where Final Three had their own challenge, and whoever won got to secretly give an extra vote to a jury member. The jury member would not know until he went up and voted at yeah. Final Tribal Council. If it's that way, 
Agree. Hard agree. Um, but if it's like someone has it and they're voted out and then mm-hmm. they have it at jury, um, which I've seen in past LRGs, it's like oh, not, 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 not a big, not as big a fan of that. Yeah. Um, so where are we going from here? What's happening? Episode nine. Uh, I know you think Adam's going potentially. I don't think, I don't think it's him. I think he's still got a good, like three, four more rounds before. He's you think, okay. You, you think he gets cut final eight or nine versus 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see him going further. I feel like he's going to get blindsided. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's next, but I don't think it's Adam. I don't think it's any of those three. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Maybe Mia because she's been on the outs, but she does have the idol. I think I think we see a vote split on Mia. I think it's going to be Mia and Boogie. I can see that. I think I think people. There's been a lot of discussion of how is no one, how is no one targeting these two former winners? Then people are going to start pushing for Boogie, but say, hey, we want Mia gone. We'll accept votes on votes on Boogie just in case. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. It would be unfortunate, but I can see it. And so the question is, does Mia finally play her idol or does she go home within her pocket? And I hope the answer is she does play it. I hope she plays it and correctly. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that's all I have. Is there anything else you want to mention um, before we en- en- wrap up here? No, I think this has been amazing as always. I appreciate okay. the opportunity. Troy, thank you so much for coming back to talk with me. I love speaking with you. Um, is there anything you want to give a shout out for? Anything else you've been involved in you you, 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 um, you want to talk about before we wrap up here? I would love to. Nothing more would bring me more pleasure, but I'm going to keep my mouth quiet on this one. <laughs> well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and listening. We'll be back next week for coverage of Surviving Surviving Bluefoot, uh, Surviving <laughs> Bloomington, uh, Episode 9. But yeah, take care and pray for all your favorites that they, that they make it to this merge.